Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Hi, I'm Melissa Ridley-Elms, and I won the 2019 Open Contract Challenge from World of Myth, Jason on Dark Myth Publications. And my book, <laughs> Arthurian Things, a Collection of Poems, was published in January 2020. And so far it has received some very nice reviews, and a couple of the members of the Science Fiction Poetry Association are considering it for a nomination for an Elgin Award. So, if you're wondering, is this a real contest? It is a real contest. And if you're wondering, um, do I, should I submit? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Well, do you want to be a published writer? Take a chance. The worst thing that can happen is you don't win. And the best thing that can happen is you do win and you publish your book. Go for it. My name is Walter G. Esselman, and I'm the winner of the 2020 Open Contract Challenge. It's real. My book, Super Horror Max, I took it to a convention this weekend and was selling it. So check it out. Dreams can come true. Hi, my name is Peggy Gerber and I'm the 2021 Open Contract Challenge Grand Prize winner. Because of this competition, I can now proudly call myself the author of the published book, Stumbling in Crazy Town. To learn more about this amazing opportunity, go to www.opencontractchallenge.com and make all your publishing dreams come true. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. I am your host, Jenna Sparks, and this is episode 173. So again, welcome to the world of myth bits. <sighs> There's really no housekeeping this week, uh, but I do want to remind everybody to keep your eyes 
peeled, please. Uh, and remember that the open contract challenge is open and uh, submissions are being accepted. Well, taken in. Sub submissions are open <laughs> through until April 30th. And the deadline is uh, 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. So don't forget to get your submissions in because the OCC is a phenomenal opportunity that honestly deserves a lot of attention and I'm super stoked to uh, figure out, you know, as we come, come into the time and period of learning who the winners and, and the people who will be progressing into the next rounds will be because it's almost, it's, it's, it's never really surprising. You know, you hear the names and you're like, good for you. I knew it. Like, <laughs> you know, just based on the names alone, you know, from our familiar, familiar names that come up in the magazine. And uh, it's very exciting. So, yeah, don't forget about the OCC happening. Uh, April 30th is your deadline. April 30th at 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. Also remember the magazine is being moved from March to April. So uh, we've got April 24th. April 24th is when the new issue will come out. Don't forget about the ad space uh, for the network. <laughs> if you have any inquiries, go ahead and email advertising at jzomondarkmyth.com. Did I say that right? Advertising at jzomondarkmyth.com. Uh, yeah. So as you couldn't tell, I'm a little, I'm a little woo today. It's been a very exhausting week, uh, for lack of a better term. I, you know, it's been a long time, I think, since I've had to, like, exercise my, uh, uh, uh pe people, my people abilities. <laughs> um, no, I, every Friday, it seems like every Friday is, is when I have to exert so much, uh, energy around other people, which is fine, you know, it's people I, I like to be around. There's nothing, you know, bad about that, but... I just wind up very like pooped <laughs> the day after because uh, I I'm fairly isolated the rest of the week. You know my 16 year old nephew and well 17 in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> you know he I spend my time with you know my nephew and and you know he's the one who I have a lot of conversations with and <laughs> it 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 kind of uh kind of shows sometimes. Anyway, the point is, once again, it's been a week. It's been another week, you know, another long, long week. Uh, I am going to forego the top 10 list this week just because, again, like, I really want to come forward with, like, really interesting and fun ideas. Um, and I've only kind of gotten to get some of it prepared which is totally my fault, um, but I will be returning. And if anybody has any suggestions, just like, hey, here's some some things you can talk about, you know, in a list, please send them my way. Like, you know, that's kind of the whole fun uh, concept of doing like top tens or even top fives, depending on the episode and, and what the conversation is, um, you know, regarding conversations and whatnot. So if, if anybody wants to send any 
any ideas my way, please do so. Like, I am here for it. So I will be presenting a new list shortly. Until then, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to chat about this week and everything because I think it ties into the last couple of episodes I did regarding the lies and the truths regarding being a creative person, you know. And again, if you if you listen to those last uh, four episodes, you know, those those come from experience. And I, again, I recognize everybody's experiences are different. You know, everybody is going to have vastly different uh, ideas and abilities and uh, even concessions regarding their careers or their goals as a creative person. And every field is a little bit different, you know. That's why I kind of tried to keep the list as general as possible because I know there are a lot of uh, similarities, you know, across these different career paths, these different livelihoods regarding creative opportunities. Um, you know, there, there's just, there's a lot of, a lot that we all have in common regarding those choices we made at one point in our lives, deciding to be, uh, or utilize our creative skills and hopefully make something of ourselves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this week, you know, again, like I said, as, as with every week, it feels like every week is always something, you know, exhausting. And uh, that's annoying. But <laughs> I do it to myself. I always do it to myself. So this week, uh, I I feel like this week was, you know, like, do you ever just have a period where everything just kind of feels like it's falling into place, you know, where things are finally starting to align just right. And it's therapeutic in a way. Um, and I feel like when I'm, you know, in that kind of state of mind, I feel like that's where like my mentality is. I don't want to say where it's at its healthiest, but I definitely feel as if um, I'm operating the best, you know, where I feel like I'm, I'm kind of figuring out how to adapt, you know, again, through the past couple episodes, I talked a lot about like, uh, how I have trouble with my executive function and planning and organizing and prioritizing. And I talk about that very frequently. Um, and so when things kind of start to align where it feels like I have this kind of control that I don't always feel like I have. And it's just, it's very nice. It's very nice. Um, I feel like, you know, when I'm able to kind of balance things and everything just falls, falls where, uh, it's most beneficial, you know, and, um, I feel like it's just, it's a very fortunate, a fortunate place to be, you know, because um, a lot of times, you know, especially in creative fields, I mean, in, in every field, like it's not isolated to just creative fields, but, um, you know, with, with everything I do uh, beyond drawing, when I do all of these little, these little things, you know, um, it's very much reliant on other people. 
you know, and I I can do my part of the job, you know, which is the drawing or the graphics or the write-up or the, you know, I can do all of these things, but, you know, waiting for the response or the approval or the disapproval or the rejection or the, you know, all right, let's go ahead with this, whatever the case, you know, um, that's the most tedious part, you know, waiting, you're, 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 you're at the hands of someone else and it kind of sucks. And because, you know, when you're waiting for somebody else, you have to stagnate, you have to stop, um, what you're doing because you can't really proceed until somebody else, whoever you're working with or for, you know, gives you the go ahead or, you know, just gives you the direction that you need to, you know, uh, persevere and proceed. So I don't know this week. It just, it feels nice because, uh, it, it, I feel like that's just the first time in a very long time where it's like, it just, it, it happened so organically, <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah, you know, I'm getting my stuff done. People are, you know, getting back to me very fast. Like, okay, yeah, this is, this is when this is going to happen. And I feel like, you know, it starts to affect me because I do get, I, I, I admittedly, you know, it's something I definitely have trouble with is, um, impatience, you know, it's, it's one of those, uh, you start getting stressed, you know, and you don't hear back from somebody after, you know, even a couple hours and you're like, oh my God, you know, what if they hate it? What if I have to start all over, you know, and <sighs> it's, it's exhausting, um, in that, that frame of mind, but, you know, and, and that's always the worst case scenario. And usually when somebody, you know, is like, oh, this really wasn't what I wanted, you know, or can we fix it? You know, you deal with it and you're like, oh yeah, okay, easy peasy. No big deal. Um, so it, it always cracks me up like that, that amount of dread that you deal with when you're waiting for the response or the reaction and then you get it and you're like, oh, okay, whatever, I can fix it. I can, you know, uh, of course the best feeling is when they just like it and you're like, perfect, moving on. Um, but that obviously doesn't always happen. So again, you know, talking about this past week and, and all the little, the little projects that, you know, I'm, I'm a part of and working with, you know, it's, it's exciting because, um, I think part of too, what, what the projects are consisting of their, uh, things that, you know, I've only been somewhat familiar with you know, and now I'm kind of getting, you know, one, one of the projects I'm getting like a, a super speed course <laughs> of, you know, uh, basically dominating, <laughs> dominating this opportunity in the sense of, you know, I'm, I'm tackling something that I've never tackled before. And, um, it's, it's so fun. It's, it's, this is something, you know, I, I truly am somebody who loves, loves, loves problem solving, um, until the problem becomes super unmanageable. But, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why, um, I really enjoy, you know, uh, I, I apprentice as a framer and it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun because, you know, every project, you know, there's, there's, you know, parts of projects that are, you know, completely the same, but when you're building a frame, you know, it does, it requires a lot of, hmm, how am I going to do this? You know, it's going to be the best way to go about this. And you have to be diligent. You have to be very smart with it because 
I'm, you know, where I'm, I'm apprenticing, where I'm working, it's not, you know, uh, digital, uh, nothing's digitized, you know, everything we're doing, you know, from the mat cutting to the actual, you know, all of that is still by hand. And, um, which I wouldn't have it any other way just because, you know, not to be like, oh, purist regarding framing, but it's, it's invaluable knowledge, you know, it's priceless because, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's priceless knowledge. Um, and it's a lot of fun, but you know, the problem solving factors of it, it's so interesting because, you know, you're constantly learning something about how certain things are, how certain things are, are, uh, properly displayed, you know, and I'm fortunate because, you know, coming from an art background, I, I'm already a little familiar with like do's and don'ts, you know, but then there's things where I'm constantly learning and, you know, the gentleman who's teaching me, he's been doing it for a very long time. And, you know, every, every hour that, you know, I'm over there learning from him, it's again, it's priceless because he, you know, it's always something that I am somehow able to incorporate into whatever I'm doing next. You know what I mean? Like, like learning from him has been so adaptive to so many things that I've, I've, been doing since I started apprenticing there so it's fun and I love that and so the other project you know that I'm working on it's you know I I can't I can't get into the details about you know the what what's but you know started designing enamel pins and it's you know it's it's an entirely different course it's an entirely different process to what I'm used to you know, if, if you've seen my art, you know, I do pretty detail-heavy uh, portraits. You know, that's 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 my thing. And uh, designing enamel pins, it's, it's the complete opposite. You know, when you're doing portraits, you know, you have to be very decisive and you have to be very uh, objective <laughs> regarding those details. And, you know, what details you're going to be able to truly uh, uh, focus on, you know, just because somebody has a mole doesn't mean that it is a dot on a face. You know what I mean? So you have to be very uh, clever in how you address that mole or that freckle, you know, whatever it is, that that little raised area of flesh, you know, because it's, it's again, it's not just a dot, you know, Um and so it's it's just it's kind of fun because I'm actively rewinding on what I know uh, as an artist, what I've become so used to doing, what I, you know, do all the time, how I address pretty much everything I draw, and I kind of am... Uh, Rewinding, unwriting it, if you will, to renegotiate how I adapt what I know to make it a super simplified version, you know, because in animal pin making, as I'm learning, you know, you have to be very uh, clever, again, with the amount of space, with the amount of lines, with what uh what will go where and what will be the deciding factors of whatever it is you're designing whatever it is you're creating what are the factors that make it super recognizable 
And again, you know, as with what I draw, you know, the pins are uh, portraits. So, you know, to simplify a face and to, you know, completely just have this this naked presentation other than just the the lines, the simple lines. It just, I don't know, it's kind of fun to to go back and revisit because I always say, uh, especially in the review, because we have so many amazing, amazing artists who do such, I mean, phenomenally clean, clean, beautiful, magnificent work. The cleanest work is the hardest to achieve. You know, what we view as being the simplest, uh, you know, it, it tends to be the most difficult to actually achieve because the cleaner something is, the more apparent mistakes are going to uh, be discovered. <laughs> you know, it's like when I am doing, like I said, you know, my portraits and stuff, I there's ways. There's ways to disguise things. There's ways to uh, conceal, to camouflage, to, you know, distract from. But when you have something with super clean lines that is essentially just a small handful of, of colors. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's clean, <laughs> you know, any little hiccup is going to be super apparent. So, you know, it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I think, you know, like I said, in the past couple episodes, where uh, I think it was in the last one in uh, six through 10 when I went through that, um, you know, going through the idea of, you know, pushing yourself and, and, you know, continuously trying to try, uh, I think that that's where the satisfaction comes in because, you know, you're trying and you're trying and you're trying. And I honestly didn't really, uh, have a whole lot of faith in myself you know, when I first got approached for doing this, uh, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't really think that I would be able to do it because it's, it's not designing pins for myself. It's, it's designing for somebody else. And that makes it all the more daunting, all the more intimidating, you know, because it's somebody who is exceedingly well-versed in what they do, you know, in, in, in their, field, you know, something they're super, super familiar with. And they know pretty much all the ins and outs. They know all the little secrets, all the little things to do and what not to. And, and, and there are things that they had to learn the hard way, you know, by sending it to a factory, getting it made and then realizing, oh, that looks like crap, <laughs> you know. So it's it's daunting, you know. And, and of course, like I'm I am not somebody who goes uh, you know, half-heartedly into situations. I, uh, go all in, <laughs> you know, it's all or nothing. Um, and so it's just, it, it, it gets, um, it gets daunting because of course, you know, I want to impress this person, but I also know they reached out to me for a very specific reason. And it's because they like how I draw, how I, conceptualize the portraits, how I figure out how to make these characters familiar, you know, and, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, just, it's, it's fun and it's exciting and it's definitely something that's kept me on my toes, you know, and, and I, uh, again, just hearken back to what I had said about, you know, you, you just, you have to try, you have to push yourself, 
you know, even the concept of faking it till you till you make it, you know, in in the sense of not lying to anybody. Let's be very clear about that. <laughs> but in the regard of I I can do this. I am capable of doing this and in however uh in, in whatever facet I am more than capable of doing this task and uh you know if if I don't achieve it the first time I'll figure it out the second time or the third or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth or the seventh or the twentieth whatever you know um and so I don't know it's just it's it's been a lot of fun it's been really exciting to again figure out and um you know within a couple months I should be able to actually like show <laughs> what I'm talking about because I do know it's probably really frustrating to hear me talk about something where I can't be very specific about it. Uh, and it's killing me too because trust me, like I would love to just uh, hold up my iPad and show everybody, here's what it is, you know, look, look at what I did. Uh, <laughs> print it out, put it on the fridge. Um, but no, it's it's really, I don't know, it's just, it's fun and it's exciting to kind of step out of my comfort zone and, and tackle something that, again, I didn't, I didn't really think I'd be able to, something that, uh, is, is, is very similar in overall concept to what I already do. But on the other hand, it is so vastly different and I know it'll get easier, you, you know, the more I do and, and the more I progress, but you know, right now it's still just like, oh my gosh, you know, am I doing this right? And, you know, hope, hoping for the best. Um, so it's, I don't know, like I said, this week has been a lot of fun. And then, um, you know, there's, uh, news on the local end, you know, working with people who, um, I've been very fortunate to have been, you know, a part of my life for the past couple of years. Uh, and I've talked about it before, you know, where we live, it's, very tricky. It's a very, very difficult demographic to serve. And when I say that, um, you know, our, 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 our general area of thriving, cause we're, we're like a tri city area. Um, but the cities are not large, you know, it's not a, a metropolitan area, you know, but we're, we're like three cities right next to each other. And, you know, if you live in, uh, say, Apple Valley, you know, to get even to the mall, it's a st it, it takes you like a half hour to 45 minutes just to get to the mall. Um, <clears throat> and it, it, I've if you talk to anybody <laughs> who has lived anywhere but here for the rest of their lives, they're like, you guys, that's not a mall. Like, best of luck to you for calling that a mall, you know. <laughs> But I've lived here my entire life, so it is a mall to me. Uh, anyway, the point is, you know, here it's it's very tricky because, you know, we have a lot of people and we have a lot of people who are moving from, you know, the Los Angeles area, from the Inland Empire, uh, who are moving, moving here, who are used to a little bit more uh, availability for things, you know, and... Uh, of course, you know, we, that we have PCE and everything and, and, um, that's just going to get bigger and bigger every year. Um, but in terms of, of specifically the arts, you know, it's such a shame because my, where I really kind of 
found my my greatest comfort where I was able to really start focusing and achieving. And when I say achieving, I mean um, simply participating, you know, putting putting my stuff out there. Uh, was in a local gallery called the Cocoon, and and uh, you know I talk about the Cocoon quite often, and uh, in a lot of ways, you know, I consider that to have been a home, you know, and I think a lot of artists who are local to this area felt the same way. You know, it was it was a very safe environment for you to just feel secure in putting your stuff out there and feeling like you and your work mattered in whatever semblance, you know, and, um, I'm still friends with, you know, the, the people who owned it, you know, and they're phenomenal people. And, um, one of whom she's actually a teacher and, you know, taught my nephew. And (laughs) so it's, it's, you know, it's just really fun. But the people who, you know, I'm working with today are people I met in that environment. And, um, you know, we're, we're pushing to do something. We're finally pushing to do something, something that we'd been talking about doing since before COVID. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's, again, it's, it's very rewarding. You know, you start to see things fall into place and come to fruition, you know, and for a couple weeks, everything just felt so in the air because we didn't know, we didn't know certain things. We didn't know where we were going to do it. We didn't know, um, you know, where we could do it. We didn't know, we just didn't know. We didn't know a whole flurry of things. And then we spoke to another friend of mine who was a part of the arts council of San Bernardino. And she, you know, really reinforced that what we are doing is, is a really good thing and, and really just kind of, uh, made it feel, I don't want to say real or even validated because we knew it was, but she just kind of, I don't know, there was just some kind of magic to her believing in it. And pretty much within an hour after talking to her, it was funny because, like, again, everything just kind of fell into place. I got a message from somebody who I'd been waiting to hear back from, who I kind of thought, oh, they're, they don't want, you know, to do it they don't want to host it or anything so um you know it just you know I heard back from them and got to meet up and and have a meet you know like I said a proper meeting and figure out you know certain things and it just everything everything has aligned you know in just the right way and it's funny because uh, part of the reason I bring all of this up, you know, is because it, it, it just, I'm going to use the word organic again, because everything in my life that I have, I have done that I've, you know, learned, figured out that I have, you know, read about that I've studied, that I have tried to master that I have, uh, even just vaguely experimented with, you know, or, or, uh, whatever, it just, it's starting to feel like all of that effort is, it, it makes sense now where I am. You know what I mean? Like everything that I've done and it's, it's just, it's a very validating feeling and, you know, it, it, it took, (laughs) 
it took, you know, what, around 25 years, you know, of of effort, of work, of, you know, figuring out who I am as a person, of shaping myself, of being shaped, of, of you know, learning and, and uh, shifting and growing and evolving and all of that, you know, and... I don't want to say, oh, it's paying off because that's that's not the goal, you know, but it feels like I'm not just hoping <laughs> for the next thing to happen, you know what I mean, which I feel like is a very large part of creativity, you know, you're, you're kind of, it's easy to stagnate, you know, it's easy to stagnate and just to get, you know, complicit in... Uh, your own comfort because, you know, it's not always inviting to start drifting outward <laughs> into uh, trying to push yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just not always the most enthralling concept because depending on your mindset depending on on how you feel how you've been feeling it's just it's not always you know the most ideal factor anyway the point I'm trying to get to is that uh it just I don't know everything feels good everything feels like it's just right you know and that's exciting that feels nice and um you know I, I of course uh I know it's it's you know we're only achieving the first couple of steps out of the larger picture so I anticipate you know issues I anticipate you know points where we have to make some decision you know some like heavy decisions but for now, you know, uh, just figuring out the dynamics of certain things, <laughs> what we're doing, um, it's just, it's, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And on that note, I think the funny, the funniest part is, um, what kind of gets me to think on this, you know, is, uh, I started watching, there's this, there's this television program on HBO, and you may have heard of it, called Euphoria, and it is a cultural phenomenon, uh, and it's easy to see why. So, of course, I succumbed, and I was like, you know what, let's see what this is about. Um, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> it's about, it's, it's very, um... It's, 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 you know, these lives of these, these juniors in high school, and they're all played by, like, 25-plus-year-old people, you know, uh, and I'm sure, you know, if you've seen anything about it, or if you've seen it yourself, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but, um, it's just funny because, you know, the, while the stories are centered around teenagers today, uh, you can tell most of the writing comes from people my age, um, you know, and, and the show is based off of uh, a show from, 
hang on. It's it's it was an Israeli show uh, about teenagers in the nineties, but uh, you know uh, the 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 modern version, today's version. It's funny because you know I think it's one of those shows that you watch and you can't help but like seek uh, where you relate, you know, because it is dealing with again very universal ish issues that a lot of people, you know, dealt with growing up and whatever generation you're a part of, you're like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember experiencing something close to that. Um, and so it's just kind of funny because, you know, um, there's a character, there's a couple characters where, you know, you watch uh, their story progress and, and who they are. And um, it's just kind of funny because it, it does, you can't help it, but get, get to thinking about your own past your own teenage years and um you know I, I don't really look back on my teenage years with a lot of joy you know there was a lot of strife in those years you know a lot of teenagers you know we all we all had really I'm sure awful experiences in our teen years um and you know I think because because of the 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 way we felt in that time, you know, uh, you're, you're hormonal, you know, things are never diminished because of the hormones or anything like that. But, you know, you're, everything is, is so much bigger and grander because of, you know, everything that's, that's living inside, you know, all of those little chemicals that make up your teenage brain, you know, everything is so emphasized. Um, and so I think, you know, kind of hearkening back to those days, it, you know, and, and thinking about the things that maybe, you know, hurt us in some way, shape or form, but uh, also, you know, shaped us as people, you know, of course, uh, with those amplified feelings, it's easy to remember the uh, bullcrap <laughs> the most clearly, right? Um and so, you know, watching watching this show, like, uh, you can't help it. You can't help but think back. And it's funny because, you know, it, it just kind of... Uh, I was hanging around very certain people in my teen years who... I wasn't allowed to be me with. Uh, and I, I always say that the minute I left public school and went on to homeschool was one of the best decisions I ever made as a teenager because, you know, public school beyond getting bullied and all that typical crap, uh, I, I, I was learning from everybody else who I was supposed to be. And I didn't like that. I didn't like taking cues from, what I was supposed to wear, uh, how I was supposed to wear my makeup, how I was supposed to do my hair, you know, I didn't like that, um, at all. And when I went on homeschool, I was really able to kind of flourish my identity as a teenager. You know, I was able to experiment with who I was, how I looked, how I dressed, what I liked to wear, um, 
all of those things, you know, because of, you know, I was, I wasn't so surrounded by societal pressure. And so it's just, it's kind of interesting to me thinking about who I was in those years, you know, because again, it's not always joyous to think back to that time (laughs) for a lot of people. Um, But you do, you do look back and you really start to think about how, how you've always been this person, how, who you are or who you were, you know, 10, 15 years ago, even 20 or 30 years ago, whatever. Um, you start to think back and it's, it's just, it's wild. It's so wild to think about how that, that person and the person you are today you know, while you've shifted and evolved and grown, you're still the same person. And I look back to who I was and it's so funny because, you know, the, the things that I distinctly remember bringing me so much comfort and joy in those years are the things that I have held on to and all of the, the aspects that genuinely brought me misery, you know, I've, I've managed to let go of, you know, I've, I've, you know, put, put those things away And that's not to say I won't ever deal with them. I don't face them. You know, things still pop up on Facebook feeds, you know, from those those days uh, in terms of, you know, people you knew and whatnot. But um, it's just it cracks me up, you know, to think about who who I was, you know, 15 years ago and who I am today, because when I was in high school, you know, I was, confl- you know, like most teenagers, most most kids entering high school, you're confused. You don't know who the hell you are, you know. <laughs> you don't know. And that's fine. You're not supposed to know. Um, you know, but the problem comes in from other people trying to tell you who you are. And, um, you know, I, I had notebooks. You know, I mean page like literal just notebooks filled to the brim because I wouldn't pay attention in class I would just write stories <laughs> and I had so many and fortunately I never really got in trouble for it but it just it, it's so funny to me because it's like it's it's just how that same person has grown and evolved and to where things are today who I am today, how I experience things today, how I handle things today, you know, are still in some way, shape or form, very reminiscent of who I was then. And, you know, that, that also stands to, you know, when I went through chemo when I was 18, um, there's like a lot of, um, (laughs) Side effects, go figure. Uh, But it wasn't all just physical. It was very mental. Um, I got a lot of brain fog. I remember that. And for me to, like, my reflexes were shot. Um, I couldn't drive because I was genuinely afraid that, you know, I would kill myself or kill somebody else because my reflexes were completely gone um, for the most part. Uh, And uh, mental reflexes I want to clarify um 
but the brain fog, it was, it was horrible. And I remember losing the ability to, to really like write coherently, you know? And at that point I really hadn't started drawing or doing anything like that. I was working mostly on the computer, you know, as a distraction. Um, and I would try to write, you know, I would try to come up with things, but you know, the mental state you're in and then just the, the drugs they have you on, it's, uh, it's tricky. It's very tricky to conceptualize and again, write coherently. I couldn't, uh, even reading sucked. And I read a lot, you know, when you're in that chemo room and the last thing you want to do as an 18 year old is look around at all the, you know, other chemo patients, um, you know, and watch the food network when, you know, you don't really want to eat anything. Anyway, <laughs> that was the stupidest thing. Why did we do that? Why did we let that happen? Uh, anyway, the point is, you know, it, it, it just, it cracks me up because, you know, as, as awful as that period was, it, it helped kind of navigate me. And I think it taught me so much value in, you know, the process of evolving as a person and especially as a creative because you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to readapt. And, you know, granted mental fog and, you know, some neuropathy and, and all that, that's that's really nothing compared to what tons of other people, you know, deal with in, in significant and in even more significant ways, you know, Um but it's just, it's, it's funny. It's funny how you just, you, you either adapt or you don't. And I'm always, you know, going to search how best to adapt in new and exciting ways. And it just, it's worth it. It's so worth it, you know, in the long run, because it's just, it's fun. It's, fun. It's fun to figure out how to do things. It's fun to, you know, learn things and to figure out these trades. And it's fun to introduce yourself to these concepts and, you know, just to kind of let things, not let things happen, but to really take a moment to appreciate how those things came to happen and how, you have become a part of it all. I don't want to say become the center of it all, you know, because no, but it's just how like you can just watch these things and it's just, I don't know, it's those, those little small things about life that make it, you know, a little bit more pleasant in days or weeks or months or years that just otherwise may feel unbearable. So on that note, I hope you enjoyed that long rant. <laughs> Remember, the magazine will come out next week, I believe. So the week after that is when the review will come. Um, because I'm not going to try to read the entire magazine in literally like two days. I can't. I'm not that fast of a reader. Uh, so yeah, so until then, you can find us at www.theworldofmyth.com on Facebook and Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine 
and on Instagram at the world of myth bits. <sighs> Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time. <laughs>